The Defense Department's new Office of the Defense Innovation Unit is open for business in Chicago. It's the latest effort the department has made to integrate commercial solutions into the Pentagon's operations. Chad Bowden is Chief Engineer for DevSecOps at Boeing. Chris Smith is Director of Engineering at Applied Insight. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks for coming on the program. Chris, I want to start with you. The pre-made solution is gaining more and more popularity in the federal government. Why is that? And what's the advantage to agencies that want to use something that's already been created rather than creating from scratch? Welcome. Thanks, Francis. Uh, Appreciate being here. So I think the biggest value proposition for a lot of these agencies is uh, really kind of leveraging lessons learned. You know, so for instance, some of the work that we do, we've been doing for you know a number of years with with federal customers, FedCiv, DoD, intelligence community. So we've really seen kind of how they've approached cloud adoption um, across the board. You know, the things that they they kind of look at um, are relatively similar across organizations. So really, it's that that uh, you know that long term kind of exposure to those challenges and really making that part of the product and the offering. Chad, how much of this is workforce? How much of this is going out and finding or not needing to go out and find the people in order to staff up trying to do something, build something completely on their own? Yeah, that's that, that's, that's a hard, hard solution, right? Every engineers like to build things. I'm an engineer. I want to build things. And and it's it's tempting to want to go build things on your own. Um, but it's it's hard to find talent. Everyone's struggling for talent this, these days, whether or not it's software developers or site reliability engineers, cloud engineer experts. So uh, having that that bench of staff that's ready and that can build these solutions at enterprise level um, and hopefully pre-build and utilize existing enterprise services is really the key. Um, building things, making sure you're in compliance with DFARS and NIST and all the security compliances and quality gates in place. That takes real effort and it's not a, a you know one or two month month deal. So uh, having those ready to go off the shelf to provide to your customers is a real value. Chris, most of the time when people think about solutions in this way, they're either thinking about saving time or saving money. Are those the best two metrics? Are those the only two metrics that organizations should consider? Or are there are there others? And and if those are the two, how does one analyze whether something achieves either or both of those? Well, that's a great question. So I think they're really important metrics, obviously. Um, but I think ultimately, especially when we're talking public sector, are you going to be able to achieve your mission with the technology? At the end of the day, we're doing all these things to get to an end state to deliver a service or capability. So time is part of that, you know, kind of cutting down that uh, time to delivery, the time to market. Um, um, security is obviously a huge piece of everything that we do from the ground up when we're talking about migrating workloads to cloud or developing new solutions. So realistically, um, all of those things, though, at the end of the day, come back to can you accomplish your mission? So I think that, you know, that's got to be kind of a key measurement of, of success. Another thing, Chris, that people are thinking about in this way, as far as getting to mission is, do I need to do the mission or should I even do the mission in the same way that I've done it before? This is the concept of business process transformation. What streamlining opportunities do you see? What efficiency opportunities do you see in these kinds of transitions, transformations? So this is an interesting one, especially when we're talking commercial cloud services. Uh, kind of the paradigm's a little different, right? You know, a lot of the teams that are in place at federal organizations, um, you know, really public sector organizations, they've been building technology capabilities the same way for quite a while, right? So um, I think 
managing complexity is probably you know probably the, one of the most challenging aspects to to moving to the cloud. So having a trusted partner with capabilities that can help you establish that cloud program management office that understands how to map those traditional security controls and compliance requirements to technologies and processes that are different than what the organization is used to seeing, uh, that's really beneficial and it goes back to kind of that taking care of that undifferentiated heavy lifting piece. Chad? Yeah, I'll I'll add on to that as well. I I think most of your listeners know that Today's today's mission and environment where you're doing that mission it, it is not yesterday's, or was not yesterday's. It's 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 an incredibly changing landscape, as Chris mentioned, going into the cloud, um, and working with different government agencies and customers. They have different level of maturities of where they're ready to go, and so there's there's a, there's a big um, there's a big effort there involved in working with your customer and understanding what they're comfortable with, where they want to go, and then progressing into that environment because you can't just come with, okay, we're going to do a CICD DevSecOps software factory that can start deploying to ops uh, with every code change. That that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Uh, and so it's it's working to get to that with them and and, and doing that crawl, walk, one, run uh, approach. So that crawl, walk, run approach takes me back to something that Chris said a moment ago, Chad, and that's talking about managing complexity. That's one of the most maybe important byproduct. I don't know that anybody has ever said, I'm going to move something to the cloud or change this process to make it simpler as job one. It's it's usually time and money, but that certainly is a very desirable byproduct, right? And I wonder how much of that becomes maybe that if, if those other two are one and are issues one and two, if maybe managing complexity becomes number three or two a simplifying processes. Is that a fair read on my part? Yeah, complexity is certainly um, a consideration there. Uh, a lot of customers are, are maybe under the misguided impression that they can lift and shift from their on-prem environment into the cloud uh, and everything is going to operate the same. And so there, there, there's a lot of compliance and, and governance regulations that, that have to be met when you move into the cloud environment that aren't necessarily the same when you're on-prem. Uh, and that's that's where you know having some of these ready-made solutions can really help out because a lot of those have been you know handled for you, whether rather than you having to go in there and stub your toe all over the place and figure out where to find the light switch. Chris, what is the security component of this? The two things that people talk about the most regarding uh, security are um, identity management, access stuff, and the other element is. Uh, just knowing that the people that are on the network are supposed to be on the network and and where they're going within uh, that network. What does that look like in a solution that's kind of already been mostly or completely cooked for somebody? How much say, for example, does a public sector organization get to have in building something like that? No, that's a great question. So, you know, you hear a lot of talk about zero trust, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things you're talking about are the pillars of zero trust. And that, that's obviously something that's kind of table stakes moving forward with a lot of the uh, you know, public sector work. So, you know, baking those capabilities in, but doing it in a way that's transparent, um, you know, bringing the knowledge to the table, bringing the technology with that knowledge, having the ability to educate, um, you know, the customer as well as the customer's partners, um, and then providing that, that solution uh, really kind of decreases timelines, right? Mapping, th- backing it back to like reference architectures and artifacts that everyone's used to seeing, you know, that can be challenging, but there's a you know great value in doing that. Um, and then working with partners like, you know, AWS, right? They've done a lot of work on figuring out how to, you know, 
explain how these things are working behind the scenes to government customers. So inheriting a lot of the work they've done, making it part of your solution, building on that, and kind of packaging that up, um, that's that's key in terms of, of helping the customer kind of achieve their mission. Chris, what's the state of the art today in reconciling that, which sounds, at least on the surface to an amateur like me, as adding complexity to the idea of managing complexity, as you talked about it a moment ago? How do you... I'm not suggesting it's not reconcilable, but I wonder how you mm-hmm. do that. So I, there's some interesting opportunities uh, for things like observability uh, because of the way that we're interacting with you know identities and resources at the network and, and application layers. Um, we can do things like implement attribute-based access control uh, at scale. We can understand how our users are using resources uh, you know, to a level of fidelity that, that was a little bit more difficult to do in older architectures. So you're right in that there can be additional complexity in initially deploying and architecting these solutions. Um, but I think when you go with a ready-made solution, uh, you, you kind of cut that down and then you, you gain a whole bunch of other you know, advantages in terms of understanding your operational environment. Chad, the organizations that are doing this well already, whether it's public sector or private sector, what are they doing? Are there common themes among the steps that they take, the strategies they employ, the way that they work their partnerships with vendors, all of that, that leads to success? Yeah, so I'll, I'll start on the, the DOD side. Um, there, there's some big changes that have happened over the last couple of years on the DOD side with the, the reference architecture. The DOD put out a DevSecOps reference architecture that most contractors have been using as their guiding light um, to develop these environments. Um, and, and there's a lot of goodness in there. Uh, they also have some ready-made tool suites that they have um, are providing that you can take and then build on top of to provide some of these you know, hardened, um, secure environments where you can start doing this software development. Uh, another huge thing is having your customer shoulder to shoulder with you. So, right, you go into AWS and it's a somewhat of a neutral ground, right? It's not a Boeing environment that, that you know, they have to like VPN into your network or something, right? It's it's common access for, for all in that environment. So your, your customer's there shoulder to shoulder with you and you have, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's rarely just one one contractor running a program anymore. It's multiple contractors. So you have Boeing and Lockheed and Northrop and Raytheon and, you know, all working in the same environment on the same mission for that program. And, and everybody can see what's going on transparently. So, so some of those, some of these, you know, environments that are in place have really sped along program development. That's not to say that there's not new problems with the environment, right? Because there's always new problems. Um, but it, but it, that, that shoulder to shoulder partnership is, has really been huge. Chad Bowden, Chris Smith, thank you both very much for joining me today. Great to have you on the program. Thank you. Thanks, Francis.